0: that
1: well good morning it is time for faith and life to connect here on the rise fm podcast network i'm scott here with tom from heritage christian counseling ministries and the king of the cranium is uh, still recuperating (laughs) from his hip issue and uh, hip surgery and all that kind of thing so tom is zooming with us again today
0: but uh, recovery seems to be going well though yes i'm really encouraged i I really am and it makes me so thankful to think about some of the things, Scott. I may have shared before, that we take for granted, putting shoes and socks on. Oh, and being able to tie your shoes. You know, you learn it, but then later in life, you can't do it either. Not because you forgot, just because you can't reach
1: them. You can't reach that far. Well, <laughs> I'm glad to see you up and around, and it's you know, I'm glad to hear recovery is going well because I miss you in here. It's just not the same looking at you through the screen as opposed to across from across the table from me.
0: That's yeah, true. And it's a little safer. I haven't had any coffee spit at me or any. Well, tea. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's something to be said there.
1: I'm guessing by now, Kathy would just love to get you out of the house for a while.
0: She does. Yeah. And, and with a forwarding address and you no. Know.
1: <laughs> All right. So today we are going to wrap up our conversation about handling loss, loneliness, and longing, but before we dive into that, Tom, we dive into God's Word.
0: Out of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, our God says, For I know the thoughts that I have, and I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Other translations use future there. And hope. And we have talked about the power of hope. That verse
1: will come into play here as we finish up today. Uh, This is the second part of our conversation about loss, loneliness, and longing, and you can catch up on the previous episode, if you missed it, on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. Now, just by way of review, what we're sharing with you is the results of a survey done a couple of years ago by healthcare company Cigna, and they published a report about an epidemic called being lonely, and this was before COVID came along, before social distancing, before working remotely was a thing, we were lonely then. And the survey talked about that nearly half of us two years ago prior to COVID felt that we were left out or lonely. Uh, Some of that was a result of loss. And losing loved ones or friends around us, they found that loss was closely connected To that loneliness and sometimes the catalyst of it. And then the survey also discussed longing and how we have, how we long for what we lost, what we should have, could have, would have, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, longing for those things. And that takes us, Tom, to uh, six things that allprodad.com suggests that we try for fixing uh, that loss. Uh, longing and loneliness in our hearts and we're just going to dive right in here tom this first one hand your script over to god i find that sentence interesting
0: right well and and so when you think about your script it's like what your plan is and what and what your decision making is and what you're going to do but what they're suggesting and encouraging is trust our god in all things he is in control and, and we aren't and and you know what Praise the Lord that he is, and he has does such a better job of it than we do. So we turn authorship of our story over to God and embrace our role as loved participants in his story. Hmm. That if we want God to orchestrate, then why don't we let him? If we want his presence and we want uh, his guidance, we might want to stop long enough to let him and to say it differently is to connect the dots between he wants to provide leadership. He wants to guide us and our desire for him to, but yet we go on with our life and you know what? We don't often marry the two together. And we try and figure it out ourselves.
1: Yeah. So we're talking about six things that can help in dealing with loneliness and loss and longing And as we're coming out of COVID, I know a lot of people are, you know, lifting mask restrictions now, and people are starting to come out of hiding, so to speak. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all feeling kind of lonely at times. And, And these are some tips that might help us as we do that. So, number one, hand your script over to God. Number two, acknowledge and grieve your loss. Give yourself permission to grieve.
0: It's not about moving past the loss, but about moving through it. It's often been said nearly anyone who writes about pain, they never say you can go around it. You always have to go through it. But it's in the midst of pain that where our God is real, Psalm 46, verse 1. He is our refuge, but he's only our refuge if we let him. He's our refuge and our strength in our time of need you
1: know i think it's really important what you said about how we we go through that season of grief that season of pain we can't go around it you're exactly right you know and god does not go around it and say come on i'm over here he wants to go through that with us and through that that pain with us to just show us how much he loves us
0: a great example happened at at heritage yesterday when i was doing supervision with some of my staff. And one of my staff was sharing about how this individual had had loss and he was just starting to well up and cry and begin to experience and grieve that loss and he shut it off. So when our our staff member was sharing that, we talked about, well, what would be an appropriate thing to do there next time to revisit that and, and to focus on that part of him they shut it down and to look at the potential lies that he might be believing about the reason he had to shut it down.
1: There's no yeah. crying in baseball. Oh no. Uh-uh. Or <laughs> basketball.
0: Yeah. Or, or, or football, or right?
1: Football. Yeah, exactly.
0: The Browns have been crying for <laughs> now <Sorry>. Tom <laughs> behave, but for sure. <laughs> And so one of the things that happens if we don't grieve is that we begin to ignore those feelings. And if we ignore those feelings long enough, what we begin to experience is numb. So we don't have any real powerful emotion. So then the enemy has us in a position where we're not feeling that. Love and closeness and intimacy with our God. So that's why it's so critical that we grieve so that we can continue to have a heart that's open before the Lord. Because if you cook that a few more times, it will go toward bitterness and eventually end up on the hardened heart. And the hardened heart is called the hardened heart because the heart is very hard
1: and it's not feeling and
0: it's, yeah and it's not penetratable there's a neat
1: word wow penetratable yes put put that on a scrabble board and see how many points you get <laughs> <laughs> well, I have how a many se-
0: scrabble pieces you get thrown at you
1: on <laughs> the <laughs> session today we're talking about uh loss and loneliness and longing and how to overcome it number three is to put your loss in perspective. Now, this is this is really where you come in, really, in a counseling setting. Tom, you can help us put loss or loneliness in perspective and add that's depth true. to it.
0: And, and that's where the counseling process, and particularly when it's Christian counseling, can have a great impact. For one, to tell that story. You know, sometimes people want to tell that story and they may tell you and then they're still struggling with it. And then they give you this weird look when you say, well, tell me that story again. Well, they're thinking about it in terms of FYI. I already told you the story, you know, the story. Well, I'm not saying to you, tell me the story for my benefit. It's for yours. When we bring that story to the light where Jesus is, we can find healing for it. Bingo. And that's the, that's the important key. And so telling that story as as part of your script, things tend to begin to have, it, it allows that emotion to come. And so we want to have an open heart about it and to experience our tears. Well, the scriptures are clear. God gave us our tears to wash away our pain. I don't believe for one minute that God made a mistake in creating us with tears like oh yeah we got to send that back and, and have it re you know redone
1: let's no, rethink that
0: part of it i don't think god did a recall <laughs> with
1: there are no recalls on god's creation
0: <laughs> that sounds like a title of a good book that's a <laughs>
1: hey once you get started on that while you're just sitting there tom that's right yeah mm-hmm. you don't have anything else to do maybe yeah, finley no. can help yeah, Finley the <laughs> Wonder Dog can give
0: you a hand. Bless his heart, he's around here somewhere, probably wants to go. Here he comes. There he's comes paying Finley. us a visit. He heard his name and he came running in to say hi.
1: <laughs> Love it. So, Tom, awesome. number four, as we roll through these six topics today of of understanding and coping with loss and loneliness and longing, we've already touched on it some, and that's to just simply recognize God's presence in your life and to remember his promises.
0: So God loves you. and He loves us. And when we truly love him and are called according to his purposes, he promises to work all things, even loss together for our good. He excels at turning loss into gain. And he didn't stop me from falling on the ice. He didn't stop me from finding my hip in four or five pieces, but what he has done is he has been with me throughout it. And you take a look through Scripture. What did he do with his own son? If he's going to do that with Jesus, who are we to think we might not have some of the fallen and damaged world at times?
1: Exactly. And that takes us yeah. right to our verse today, Jeremiah 29, 11. I will bless you with a future filled with hope, a future of success, not of suffering.
0: It gives you motivation and it feels better. And, you know, Paul wrote that we can renew our minds. Well, when we renew our minds and we think differently, then we're thinking about things that are going to produce feelings. Remember, we have a thought and it's from that thought we have a feeling. But oftentimes we're more aware of the feeling, but we don't make the connection that this feeling came from that subject or that file you pulled out of your brain and are working on. So you go in and edit that file, maybe you delete part of that file, or you put it in the context of hope or our vision, our future, we will feel different.
1: There is nothing like the feeling of a dog snuggling up next to you for a hug. Absolutely. This is so awesome. And Tom is experiencing that right now. If you could picture in your mind as you're listening, a big golden retriever saddling up next to you, just a love on you and give you a hug. And that's what Tom is experiencing right now.
0: There's some handouts that, that people have done some studies on how we benefit from having a dog. And I, I suppose there are some for cats, but I'm, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> oh boy yeah
1: let's not um
0: the loving acceptance and approval there the times when he comes up and and puts his his head in our lap and just goes to sleep you know thankfully there are times when he 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 might remember that he's an 80 pound lap dog (laughs) (laughs) and those might be the times when he's he's given us a little bit of uh grace and it he, it's just so incredible yeah. to love on him and, and feel the love that comes from him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. wrap these up, Tom. Number five, embrace the life God has given you. You know, this goes right really back to what we just talked about out of Jeremiah.
0: Accepting what is expresses trust in God's mercy for what's already happened and expresses trust in his providence in what, Ha- hasn't happened yet there's a law of, of physics now keep in mind somebody told me this because i don't know <laughs> enough physics to you know the to fill a teaspoon I don't think but what we focus on grows it gets bigger if i talked about well hey we've had some hard and deep snows this winter or it feels a little like spring out there yesterday it It felt kind of like spring. Two very opposing thoughts. The negative, oh, yeah, we had a lot of snow. Or the positive, looking forward, yeah, yesterday felt a little bit like spring. What we focus on between those two will grow. It'll get bigger.
1: Which will impact how we feel.
0: Exactly. So what do you want to feel? We tend to lose sight of the fact that we have a say in what we think. We have to keep readily focused on the spiritual warfare doesn't happen Sunday morning, 45 minutes before church, whether you're deciding to go to church or not. But it happens 24-7. It's a the battlefield of the mind. And so it's where the enemy is wanting you to focus on doubt versus focusing on the hope in, in the future. That we found in Jeremiah 29 and 11.
1: Exactly. So embrace what God has given you. And he has given a lot when you stop and just think about he's given you life. He's given you his, son, his own son mm-hmm. to give you eternity. And our number six, we've gotten through them all, Tom. Oh, awesome. Number, number six. six, dream, dream again. again. You know, we've given ourselves permission to grieve. Or we've given ourselves permission to handle it and to go through the loss or the loneliness. And then on the other side, give yourself permission to dream again.
0: There is a hope there. What would it look like if my vision came true? How would I feel if my vision came true? Well, what's really powerful about that dreaming, he knows the plans he has for us. And as we dream and we embrace that, well, here, here again is where that spiritual warfare can take place. And I not even mean, go, you really think that's going to happen? You know, did you bump your head or what? <laughs> but our God knows the plans. Now, in the late 80s, when God had given Kathy and I the vision that I was going to be going into counseling, it wasn't until 95 that I actually began to see people. And during that time, I, I can guarantee you, Scott, it was not a walk in the park. It was difficult. I don't think that that meant that God had looked the other way, that he wasn't part of that. I mean, a, a, after all, if being a Christian meant we had to go through what Paul went through, I mean, how many of us would sign up for that? Right. You know, the, the shipwrecks and and being chained to somebody in prison— For the life of me, I cannot think that those prisons look like what we have with here in today's day and age where it has to be humane and decent. I'm not so sure Paul had that benefit. Probably not. When we embrace our vision, we dream about it. It may not be easy to get there, but still that's what he's called us to.
1: And then that takes us right back to a goal-setting concept where you dream again. Now you think about how you're going to reach that, and you start setting goals of the day, goals of the week, goals of the month. And yes. you know those are all conversations that you can have uh, with a Christian counselor and conversations you can have to overcome loneliness, overcome grief, uh, overcome loss, and be able to dream again. And talking with a Christian counselor can help you do that. And, Tom, how can they start that conversation with you?
0: I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com.